passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and we're live. Eventually. Yes, we are. YouTube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, YouTube room. Thank you for your patience. Yes, uh, right as we were clicking about to go live, uh, Davey's MacBook just... So first, NXT decided to do this weird long angle. overrun. They were definitely and then get this, into. this strange angle to to end the show, and then uh, yeah, and then my computer's not picking up anything. The camera, the microphone, then it, would, it wouldn't turn so on. So I thought, okay, I'll just do the safe thing. You know, reset it. Have reset you tried on. turning it on and off again? Exactly, and then it just completely crapped out for a good ten minutes. So we, we put uh, up the bat signal to waiting. Like, hey, is there anything you can do? He's like, I got a, I got a link, and we're like, wait. And your laptop came back to life. Yeah, because so. otherwise I'd be uh, reading my notes like this on my phone, and I'll get all the comments being like, "Why? Yeah. Why is he on his phone all, all the show?" Yeah, so. I learned my lesson on the post feed uh, yeah. about two or three years ago when I decided, "Oh, I won't bring my computer. I'll bring my phone." And then like three different people are like, "Look at this jackass! He's just texting during the show." I was like, "No, I was, I was reading what my worst notes. match of the year was, guys. <laughs> Come on, please." We but also we look it. a bit like ghosts right now. Are we? We're, we've got a, a new camera, but we haven't quite. Figure out oh, the yeah. settings yet. So uh, apologies for we both look like Seamus right now, just glowing. Yeah, we're pretty wh- we're pretty white to begin with. Yeah. But uh, I'm rocking a, a Lizzo sweater. Shout out Brandon from New Jersey. All right, uh, he's probably the biggest Lizzo fan I know. So I wore this for him here tonight. Sammy Zayn. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, nice. So uh, we're here to talk about some NXT, and uh, we've hit a roadblock mm-hmm. here tonight, and we're going to dive into everything that's going on on the. The now clear road to stand and deliver. That's yes. Now we've got, or or is it? There could After be a fork final, in the road. Uh, final angle at the end of the show with uh, Roxanne. Yeah. Uh, who knows if that's the destination? Who knows if she'll our, stand and deliver? Exactly. But we do have our uh, 
our men's main event in place now. Yeah. And uh, we've got the Grayson Waller match. Absolutely. Well. So, uh, yeah, that card's coming together. Looking pretty good so far. Yeah. A real fun time to be a wrestling fan. I mean, this year going into WrestleMania, it definitely feels like WrestleMania season, like with all different things going on. Obviously, Cody Roman being like the first big main event in like so long. But then like NXT's got the... Stand and Deliver show. The Saturday is going to be a long day. Obviously, we're going to be doing a Stand and Deliver post show. But if you've been listening, we're also, if you're in the Toronto area, hosting a WrestleMania two-night watch party. We are. So, of course, WWE goes, hey, why don't we put another show during the day? You guys wouldn't need time to go set up or anything like that. So, we're not quite sure because it's at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. That means it ends at like 3 to 4. Yeah. And we'll that, go up right away. Yeah. So we'll be done, hopefully, by like 5, 5.30. We're going to fly through this show, hopefully. I think we're going to have to uh, edit at Gabby's. Right, yeah. I think. Or you go ahead and I just yeah, stay exactly. and quickly do it. Uh, but it's going to happen. We're going to do it. Um, we're going to stand yeah. and deliver. That we day. will stand and deliver. Uh, Unless your MacBook day. dies out again. Yeah. No, hopefully it won't. But, oh, God. Uh, yeah, uh, we will be covering that show. So looking forward to that. We will be here on the post-wrestling feed on April 1st. And uh, we're excited. So uh, go to poisonrana.ca to get your tickets if you are in the Toronto area and want to come and watch either night or both nights of WrestleMania with us. We do have a little combo deal if you want to uh get a ticket for like both nights it saves you a a few bucks uh but yeah get them before they don't leave it to the last minute because yeah. we might have to turn you away and we don't want to turn people away yeah we've had some crazy fun parties here in the six when it comes to wrestling and uh, all these wrestling parties and post parties karaoke all that stuff so two nights downtown toronto for both nights of wrestlemania uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And maybe some people from the post-wrestling universe as well showing up. But we have replica titles and prizes that you won't believe that we have given away. So uh can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I would suggest, I know we're on the post feed, but check out our Poison Rana podcast feed. Because me and Davey just did a show yesterday recapping the week that was, including AEW Revolution. Oh, yeah. All our thoughts on the Iron Man match. Plus the House of Black trios match. Plus throwing drinks in children's faces. We get all, you we know get how I feel about kids, it. so yeah. we get into it. So that's on our Poison Rana feed. Uh, on that feed, go hit that subscribe button. Also on YouTube, all those apps. Uh, because we have a lot of fun shows uh, every week. Well, we- we'll, be, uh, we'll be back to our regular time with Poison Rana of 2 p.m. this Sunday. Yes. Uh, where I'm sure we'll pretty much be spending the whole like 90 minutes dissecting Vince McMahon's moustache. Yeah, or lack thereof. Possible. Oh, is, Possible. It, is what? It's maybe not a real. Yeah, it, I don't think it's it a fake story. Yeah, yeah, it was fake news. Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, no chance in hell. Uh, no, he's got uh, a playoff beard. Oh, is that what? It <laughs> no, is? no, I, it didn't look like he had anything. Just mm. people, you, you know, people are are good with Photoshop. Yeah, these days. Uh, we'll be chatting all about everything on Sunday on that feed as well, but. Uh, we have a lot of free shows. Shot in the Dark with John Ceno, where he covers all the other wrestling that you may or may not watch. He is a completist, so he watches everything, including Ring of Honor that you may or may not have checked out. He cherry-picks stuff for you in 15 minutes or less as well. He also is going to be having a show out this week with B Detroit. That show is called What Up, Doe, 
And I highly recommend it. It's become my favorite podcast. And I'm not just saying that because it's on our own feed, but B Detroit and John Ceno have some great chemistry. They uh, chop it up about like hip hop, video games, wrestling, all fun stuff. So they'll be out with another free one this week. But you want more podcasts? I think a lot of Last of Us talk. As oh, well, yeah. I just watched the it. End of the end of the first I just season. Watched, I just caught up today, actually. Yeah, so. I need to catch up yeah. after this. Uh, so uh, you want to hear more podcasts, though? Poison Rana. .ca for the links of everything, including our Patreon, because not only did we do a Lord of the Rings movie, but we're we're up in the ante, and we're reviewing Tango and Cash. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? This is uh, Stallone. Stallone. And Kurt Russell. Russell. What more could you Terry ask? Hatcher. <laughs> this movie already sounds like I the greatest wait. movie. I'm going to watch this tomorrow morning before we record later with Greg. Yeah, Greg's a world champ fan member at our Patreon, and he selected this this movie to pick. And uh, we don't say no, so we so we're reviewing it and chatting all about it. Maybe it's it pulls the strings at someone out there who knows what this movie is. I'm more excited it. about this than I am uh, next week. We're covering WrestleMania 11, oh, which I don't know God. if I've ever seen this WrestleMania. Yeah. Apparently, it's never been talked to about by anyone on post. Good. So, uh, yeah, we've got that. We're going to be doing that with John Ceno. And then yeah. wrapping up the month with WrestleMania 19. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff over on the Patreon. But all the podcasts for you out there, go check us out. And uh, hey, if you like us, give the – if you're a Spotify user, give the the, the nice five-star heart-like option. And if you're Apple Podcasts, write us a nice little review if you do. And uh, shout out uh, the live chat right now because uh, the cat has sent us a super chat. Hey, the cat. Five bucks. Uh, the Stacey, cat? Stacey Carter? I, I um, hope so, yeah. Uh, saying I'm – or Ernest – Right, yeah, most likely. It's yeah. probably that. Uh, it says, I'm excited for Stand and Deliver. I'll be going to that show, and hopefully Dragon Lee debuts, and Gigi gets a rematch with JC. Yeah, I, I still think we're getting Lee versus Lee for that North Lee American versus Lee title. looks like it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks for the super chat. We'll Thank definitely, you very much. We'll definitely get it. I think we have the card for Stand and Deliver pretty much in the bag Figured by out. the end yeah. of tonight, for sure. Uh, so we'll we'll be jumping into some some NXT. Those are the plugs for the, all the other podcasts. We do do a lot of other podcasts and we're uh doing a lot of live shows as well i i gotta quickly plug the the awesome toy show go to awesometoyshow.ca sunday march 26th we will be there and not only will we be there we'll be hosting a wwe 2k23 tournament and well davy just was like hey what if we you know had some 2k going turns out the new game comes out like next week or something like that turns out they liked that idea. It turns out there's now a really big prize and a chance for the winner to go to WrestleMania from a 2K tournament that we're hosting. I better order this game. <laughs> <laughs> we better get this and game. And maybe new controllers <laughs> yeah. as well, to be honest. So, uh, we're, yeah, we're... Bring, bring your own controller, guys, if you're going to the awesome <laughs> toy show. Yeah, uh, this is going to be great. Anyone who likes like toys, memorabilia, all that stuff, there's like toys of galore ninja turtles which is super hot again thankfully uh seeing all the like the memorabilia stuff there's a whole wrestling section uh chris van vliet's gonna be there mm -hmm. uh there's gonna be some wrestlers from impact as well we're super Miguel, stoked i believe yeah. yeah we're super excited so again toronto area we got a lot of uh, appearances in the next little while so uh we're having we're having fun uh, we are having fun. I mentioned on Poison Rana the other night uh, that I was at a WWE show this this week. I I didn't go to Montreal, but I closed my eyes and pretended I was at the Coca Cola Coliseum on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Watched Roman Reigns beat Sami Zayn. I thought he had it for for sure. I knew he he slipped up in Montreal, but I thought for sure 
He was going to get it that done. That was going to be it, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. Uh, but We're not getting Cody and Sammy. Yeah, Mania. that would be pretty good, though. That would be good. They'll go back to that one. I think day. you could do that, SummerSlam yeah. or something. Maybe. Yeah, when Cody's heel, mm. which he said he'll never, ever do. When he does become <laughs> heel after he goes insane from not beating Roman at WrestleMania, yeah. he'll uh, he'll have that match with, with Sammy. Uh, but no, I had a lot of fun at that show, and uh, it got me like kind of... Again, hyped for like WrestleMania, and that's what these kind of like these tours are. But it also got me hyped for uh, the possibility of McIntyre and Gunther, which mm. like they teased at this thing. They had a, they were supposed to be that match, and then it turned into six man or something. And they had a moment where they were going at it, and I was like, yes, please, more of this. Yeah, we've got on SmackDown this week the five way to determine right uh, Gunther's opponent. I still wonder if you're going to get Sheamus involved somehow. You could maybe do like night one, Drew v. Sheamus, and the winner faces Gunther. Wow, okay. Like yeah, because you want to see all these guys face. Yeah, right? like, like, at, but like a, a three way never really yeah. is as fun. Two, so, three way, two out of three falls. All right. Something, I don't know, something ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm intrigued to yeah. see that. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. First time Roman's been in the. In the city for years, in Toronto for years, right? house shows for years as yeah. well. So yeah, it was it was quite a quite a fun time, and uh, people people are excited. It was packed house as well, just as packed as the the AEW shows that when they were here. Uh, but I had a better time at this than I did that rampage. So. <laughs> Never, never letting it never go. fucking letting uh, it go. Well, I was hurting a little today, okay, um, because I was uh, trying out some drinks for our oh, WrestleMania right. party. Right, tell you what, the Samoan Spike. Okay. Pretty good. Oh, pretty good. You got it. We, you'll, we'll, uh, we'll have the menu drop yeah. beforehand as we always have. So, well, like when they tease the set at WrestleMania. Yeah, we've, done, we've done that. Yeah. And people have been like, oh shit. And then those guys will come out and order every single one <laughs> on the menu and then not remember anything. Exactly. During the show. So yeah. yeah, those are the kind of parties that we enjoy having. Yeah. I, I was hurting after Revolution, uh, with our listener Emil from Denmark and, uh, was it Bride Jen gave us a bottle of Henny and that Henny quickly disappeared. Mm. And man, I don't think I've, I'm ever drinking again. So until the rest of the part. <laughs> oh, we're going out after. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, we're not. Uh, so, uh, I guess we can j- jump into some. Let's do it. Yeah. Pretty NXT. big show this week. NXT Roadblock 2023 live from the Capital Wrestling Center on March 7th, 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is like one of their TV specials like branded specials uh the last stop before stand and deliver and as you said we kind of get a a sense of where we're going by the end of the show um i like they always start these specials with like one of the nxt talent who's maybe not on the show kind of previewing everything we've seen pretty deadly do it before we've seen like briggs and jensen with their parties and that kind of thing and here it was tiffany stratton and she says, I'm ready. I'm having a Tiffany Epiphany Roadblock edition. It's 25 days f- until Stan and Deliver. She runs down the entire card and she says she'll see the winner in LA. So she's kind of putting herself in the, she hinted at it last week, but also kind of saying, I am facing the winner at Stan and Deliver. What did she ever win to get this? I know. She just came back, won a few matches, and like, I'm the next contender. Yeah, she's just saying, and no one's really arguing with I her. I mean, yeah, there really isn't. Who's going to argue? The Bird Lady? The I mean, streamer? The, bird, the Bird Lady later kind of says she's looking at the winner as well. Yeah. So I have thoughts about our women's title match at that pay-per-view, yeah. but I don't know if it does involve Tiffany, but I liked seeing her here to mm. set up the show. So we open with the Jailhouse Street Fight. Jailhouse Rock. And this is uh, where it's Tony D'Angelo versus Dijak. 
And to win the match, you've got to incapacitate your opponent and lock them in a in a jail cell. Okay, I was uh, NXT was starting, and uh, I was cooking us some dinner, and they said the rules, and mm. I I went what? And you said what? That's the rules of this, and I I was like, oh, so they literally have to put the guy inside in this thing. Yeah. So in the span of like what two days, three days, I've watched a guy bury a guy yeah. in a grave and now lock him in and a now cell. this match is someone locking in a cell wrestling's great so vic joseph had a a really weird line at the beginning and i'd love someone to write in and kind of maybe if you know any more because i did a bit vic? of digging vic says this is the first time in three decades we've seen uh, a jailhouse street fight so i took that as okay so 30 years ago that they there had was. one of these matches. Yeah. Couldn't find anything about this. They trademarked this title like just a month or so ago. Okay. Um, so then I'm thinking, well, does he mean this is the first time in the, the three decades of NXT that there's been this? And we're like, wait, well, NXT isn't three decades old. It started in what, 2012. Yeah. So that can't be right. And then I'm thinking, well, WWE as a whole is older than three decades. So. What the fuck's he going on about? So what was the match? Maybe there I was a match. If, was there a match? Best uh, match ever, Jailhouse Rock cell match. Yeah. What is it? A Jailhouse street fight. Uh, so yeah, conf- I, I need to reach out to Vic Joseph because he, he had me very puzzled. Like you'd imagine he later makes him and Booker are making boss big boss man jokes during yeah. this match because the, the jail cell and stuff. And I'm like, okay, maybe there was one of these matches with him. But it's a kennel in a cell match. Yeah. That was fantastic. Five stars, yeah. absolutely. Um, so we get into the match, um, and Tony and Dijak are fighting right by the door pretty early. Uh, they're fighting over a nightstick. Um, back in the ring, a load of chairs get placed down, and Dijak hits the high justice, the sit-out choke slam onto the chair. And then they're fighting on the top rope, and it looks like they're attempting like a superplex, and Tony counters it into this, like, German almost flipping Dijak off the top rope, landing belly first onto all the chairs. Uh, pretty impressive here. Uh, Fire Frank in the chat, and who would know better about wrestling trivia mm. than Fire Frank, the current reigning defending BDE trivia champion? I mean, this guy knows everything. Letting us know that Big Boss Man fought the Mountie at SummerSlam 1991 in a jailhouse match where the loser had to spend a night in jail. How could I forget? So is that what... That's what he was talking about. All right. 30 years ago. But with different rules. Yeah, Yeah, kind of, I guess. I'll take it. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Vic. That's why you're our champ. Yeah, that's why you are the champ. Um, So, yeah, there was this crazy uh, avalanche German to Dijak from Tony. And then uh, Dijak comes back and hits a springboard elbow through a table on the floor, uh, which got the holy shit chance going. Um, Tony then starts attacking the finger of Dijak. If you remember in the match against Wesley, he dislocated his finger. Yeah, and he's already wrestling back. Like, that finger looked busted. Yeah. The, his hand went one way, the finger went the other, and he's already wrestling. I, yeah. I buy that this guy. I hope it was not the same finger that he's selling. It was all bandaged up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did look weird. Um, so Tony's attacking the finger and hits a back, uh, like his back suplex into the Uranagi on the floor. And then Dijak grabs Stax, no. who's there, and pulls him into the cell and is basically saying, if you slam that door, I'm going to beat, beat Stax up in this cell and there's nothing you can do. So uh, so Tony's conflicted and he's like, no, i got to save Stax. So he saves Stax 
and uh, Dijak kicks the door into his face. He then hits his cyclone boot to stack, sending him into the crowd. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, great. Yeah, sold really nicely here. This fires up Tony, who starts beating up on Dijak. It's a German on the floor, starts beating him with the chair. Uh, Dijak comes back with a low blow and hits the feast your eyes on the floor. This is all by this jail cell. Uh, and then Dijak drags Tony into the cell. And just as he's slamming the door, Stax dives in, making the save, sacrificing himself, getting slammed oh. by this jailhouse door. And we notice he's left something behind, a crowbar. So Dijak hits the feast your eyes on Stax. D'Angelo comes out of nowhere with the crowbar, beats the fuck out of Dijak, and then throws him into the jailhouse and slams the door shut, winning the jailhouse street fight. Yeah, uh, some callbacks there with him and the the, the crowbar. That was Tony's mm-hmm. thing for a while there. But yeah, some gr- good old-fashioned mafia camaraderie and friendship here like no i'm not letting you beat up my friend and therefore the friend then makes the save for him it was quite fun like that save yeah it reminded me of you know in a tag match where you make that save breaking up the pin but diving in front of this cell cell house jailhouse jailhouse rock door look everybody in the whole cell block was jamming to this jailhouse bunk match thing it was it was a fun you know what it was a fun little showing i think it is silly because like we've been joking and calling Dijak, big boss man. Mm. So that's why they went to this. Like now it all kind of makes sense. I do think he yet again needs a reset button. Like he needs to cool off TV for a while, come back, lose the shades, no lose the boss like, man. Yeah, yeah just, just yeah. be a wrestler and I swear you'll, you'll actually get over. But, uh, maybe this is it. He, does he have to spend a night in jail now? But I think now he's had his match against Wes Lee was very good. And exactly. I, I actually thought this was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, it considering was. Considering like these gimmick, these, you know, ambulance matches, coffin matches jailhouse matches yeah they're not for me i i don't really get into the drama of slamming a door shut on someone but i thought they did some pretty fun stuff like that elbow through the table was pretty cool um why, why is that such a thing in wrestling like the last ride match? there's so many yeah, of these hey, I, you got to put him in something else like yeah. what, what um, is that? and i like what they're building up with stacks and tony it's going to be heartbreaking when one of them turns on oh, man. on the other yeah uh, but i thought this was a, a good choice to open the show and was pretty fun yeah i agree we see Roxanne Perez backstage saying that she's anxious. She's been busting her ass for the last six months after losing to Mako the first time. And I've been using every resource the Performance Center has to offer. I've done everything I can do. And this isn't my first defense, but it is my biggest. And I need to walk into stand and deliver as the champion. Not many people can claim that they have a win over Mako. So beating Mako will be as big a moment for me as winning the title. I'm anxious, but I'm ready, and I'll do anything I can to keep this title. A solid promo yeah. from Roxanne. She's definitely coming into her own as this champion, So, and, mm. and it got me hyped for the match. Yeah, she's just very natural and likable, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know how long that can last before you like feel that yeah. there needs to be some sort of evolution, uh, but right now I think it's great, and I, I think she's fantastic. We see Josh Briggs, who checks out Kiana James's new office. Whoa. And he's like, wow, this, this is great. And she's like, yep, you know, all my business things has been going well. Business has been great. I mean, she's champion. She is. So, like, you know. More money. More money. So maybe that makes sense. Briggs says that uh, Fallon and Brooks mean the world uh, to him, and their happiness is my happiness. And Brooks hasn't been the same since Valentine's Day. And then notices these 
roses on the on the desk and he's like oh and look like brooks is like getting you nice roses and things and she goes oh yeah brooks and kind of takes the card away Ooh. and hides it in her business diary um little black book eh? yeah and then uh briggs is saying look kiana like brooks is so into you he'd get hit by a bus to help you cross the road um and he's just been a bit distracted and she goes yeah well unfortunately i've been a bit busy i've had some new acquisitions that have been taking my time but you know what you're right i'm gonna make it up to brooks uh and we'll have a a makeup date tonight Nice. Okay. Mm. So, I mean, we're, we're seeing some mixed things here because mm. she, she, we thought she was on the phone with someone saying, I love yeah. you, but that was just, that was just Zach. That was just her, Zach. her brother, yeah. Zach, who we saw. Uh, and then now there's flowers that suspiciously she and moves she's, the car. She's spending more time in the office, you know? Yeah. We all oh, heard that I, one I before. I can't come back tonight, honey. I'm, I'm in the office. I've got to do late business acquisitions. Exactly. You know. And I mean, I don't I don't want to say I'm no journalist, but uh Brooks should just click Kiana James Instagram account where it it has her actual husband Zach listed on her. Mm. <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't see that on her Instagram. Brooks wouldn't see that <laughs> such a thing. No, I think the the reveal is that yeah, actually I'm sorry, I'm married to this guy named Zach. I've been stringing you along. You helped me win titles since I won a championship. Now I don't need the tag titles. Now I'll go after the the women's world title. Like I think she's eventually going to ditch. So wait, these is her guys. actual husband called Zach? Yeah. Oh, and is it was it that? Zach? No. What What do you think? Was it that guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm looking at her Instagram. Now I could. Yeah, we have detectives. BSK detectives are always. Uh, out there okay oh yeah this is uh i know that just says family so is that There's nothing that's more her brother important. zach is it? <laughs> that's her actual brother zach no uh yeah uh but now briggs kind of being suspicious i mean how can you really play off flowers that aren't from Bro- like you'd either be like oh no these are uh like innocent or, oh yeah my grandma sent me these or whatever yeah or, why, yeah why, then why would you hide the card yeah, she did that to herself. Yeah. She just should have went, yeah. I mean, she did go, yeah, he sent me those. Sure. Mm. Yeah, but damn. That's... that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's definitely definitely taken. Sorry, Brooks. And it seems like some of the, the rest of the universe... No, 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 no. no, no. We need to... Tiffany... Fin- no, no, let's put... You know what? Let's Tiffany put that back in the box. And... Let's, let's keep that out. Let's pretend that, that we never found this, and let's just hope for the best oh. that her and Brooks are going to stay and fall in love. You know, and... Brooks' happiness is my happiness. Yeah, exactly. So... And your happiness is my oh. happiness. So, <laughs> so like, we just got to let this cool off, you know? Yeah. But, like, I swear there's movies, like, where, like, the what's the, the guy where, like, the friend finds out his wife's cheating on him, so he wants to, like, let his friend know, but then it's, like, the dilemma... Yeah, the dilemma, where it's, like... Ah, like, do I tell my friend that his wife is cheating? It's like, yeah, you, you absolutely do. Like, if it's your friend, like, you know. Mm. So I, I don't know. I hope. I Have think there's the Descendants. That's a good film. The De- is that it's George where Clooney? George Clooney's wife is dying, but he realizes she's been having an affair. So he's like, I kind of owe it to this guy to tell him, but also you've been. Like she's been cheating on me for the right. best part. Of the wow! Year. Oh, yeah, I have seen that movie. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. Um, Oscar winner. Uh, it won did. A few yeah, Oscars. he won. He won for it. Good right? for yeah. look at that. Yeah, 
What films are. do you like? <laughs> uh, I just like I I love this this storyline and considering where we were with these guys like all the way back, yeah. everyone right like is just like okay everything's kind of funny and working and the wrestling has been be- way mm. better with these with all they're, involved. They're a really fun act. Exactly. So it it is interesting as a storyline. I'm just now wondering like are we getting some sort of big resolution? At stand and deliver, like I assume, whether it's the the women's tag matches where something happens there, or do is this just a, still a story that goes on? This for, is going for a long like time. Like Briggs, I thought for a second Briggs and G were going to have a moment, and then like you start going on double dates. Yeah. But yeah, the story continues later in this episode, and somehow it's going to end with Cody Rhodes winning the, the finish title. the story. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a kiss. Keanu. Yeah, Co- Cody Rhodes gets Keanu at the end of all this. Yeah, yeah, just, sure. Yeah. Just because that's, that's what's No, happening. she's married. Yeah. <laughs> to Zach. Uh, Gallus are in the ring. And uh, they say that it's one thing to talk tough when you're all alone. But it's a different thing when you're in, when you're in front of the Gallus boys. So tells Elton Prince and Kit Wilson that there's a receipt coming for those English Egypts. So come and get it. And Pretty Deadly's music uh, hits. And they appear on the perch and they see, here we are, the English chap standing up tall so the Scottish can look up to us like it's always been. And we can see your sweaty, greasy faces from here. And Wolfgang just asks, what do we have to do to get you in this ring? Pretty deadly say, well, we want those championships. They were stolen from us months ago as we were on the precipice of greatness. And you came here and ruined our lives. And uh, Gallus came to fight every team. Um, sorry, Gallus say they're here to fight every team, whether it's in the ring, in the bar, in the streets. They lay down the titles and say, well, come get them. So pretty deadly go to the ring and then Gallus start to beat them up. And it's a bit of a, a pull apart. They like leave pretty deadly lane. So is this our stand and deliver match? I assume so. Or do we get the, the diamond lads involved somehow, some way? There's still I, a few weeks, I, still a month. I feel like this. Yeah, yeah, you could put the creeds in there as well. Possibly, it seems more like they're building to a one-on-one. Yeah, just because this which segment. doesn't really interest me. These two teams. No, like, look, both coming from NXT UK, it's kind of uh, hard to just put now put these two teams here. I'd say Pretty Deadly had a better run since being here, simply because their characters have gotten over. Mm. Their matches haven't like necessarily hit as like NXT tag team champion level matches usually go but their characters are over with the crowd and like who are the heels here yeah that's the issue i'm like okay so gallus won as heels but now all of a sudden because they like to drink in bars and talk about how they'll fight anyone that means they're instantly the baby faces it's just a little weird that all of a sudden they're like oh what do we have to do to challenge you so it's just it feels a little all backwards it feels all backwards pretty deadly for me seem to almost be the baby faces in this but just because they're entertaining yeah. and more likable but then they're, they're still doing the, the chicken shit thing they're so being weird. beaten up so yeah. they're definitely heels Gallus I don't know they're just bland right now they like, don't have I, much I don't understand what... yeah something's not clicking over like if anything you should just have these guys having open challenges if you're trying to get them to be I know you're doing it with Wes but like if you're trying to get them over as like these as, dominant baby faces yeah. Have them beat some teams. Uh, like, that's what NXT used to do every week with their champions. Look yeah. back to, like, the Ascension, right? Like, just have them beat people and then be like, look, we're undefeated. Like, instead, we're not even having them defend a lot no. of the time. So it is a, a little bit odd. Yeah, and- I did. 
I think they need to need to make it a lot clearer if they are baby faces in this because a heel versus heel team so with bizarre. these two, it's just yeah, very odd. Um, uh, but fun- you're right; you could include the Creeds and I hope so another team in there because like the interest of Gallus versus Creeds just one on one sounds a lot good, but then it's like yeah, pretty deadly. But mm. it seems like right now it's just two on two. Yeah. So. Uh, but we should mention the funny story about one of our favorite bartenders oh, yes. in Toronto. Uh, we'll call her H yeah. for the show. Uh, we go to a specific bar most of the time on Wednesday nights sometimes. And uh, there's karaoke. And we've become kind of friends with this Scottish bartender. And mm-hmm. we've talked about Burns Nights. She told us about Scottish things. And then uh, she asked about our podcast. And we mentioned we talked about pro wrestling. And I said, what do you know about any Scottish pro wrestling? And she said, oh, I know about a lot about Scottish pro wrestling, pure Gallus. And we we just were deer in the headlights like, sorry. Uh, so Small World, one of our favorite bartenders. Uh, Friends with Joe Coffee? I, th- I, I yeah. can't remember which. Yeah, it's one who's not on at the moment. But she knew exactly who they were and said, oh, that's pure Gallus, eh? So now I love saying, now I understand what Gallus means because an actual Scots Scotsman, Scotswoman, Scots person told me what it means, and that, and I think that's pretty cool how they got their name. Actually, it, it was pretty funny because um, she was like saying about yeah. yeah, she she watched them a bunch in like ICW and yeah, stuff, yeah. and just, like went to school with Joe, and she was like, it was weird because he was pretty quiet at school, but then just started getting like jacked yeah. and stuff, and but like oh yeah, that's so cool, that's so cool. We kind of shit on them a lot. <laughs> we could Bless lie. Them. I love them. I love them in ICW as well, but maybe they'll come around. You know what? Yeah, I do. Say, yeah, they make Barry, who's who's Wolfgang. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Gallus. It's pure Gallus, and I love it. Uh, so shout out uh, all all the Scottish people around the world. Until next Burns Night. Uh, yeah, that's we have a long time to prepare, but mm. yeah, shout out Gallus. Uh, and you know what? Maybe the the match will be pretty fun. I think Pretty Deadly should just be the baby faces in this. Uh, yeah, I think so. Pure Gallus. We get a video from Lyra Valkyria who says she didn't come to NXT to seek information. She came to seek a fight. And she's coming for the NXT Women's Championship. She says that Mako, they've had encounters before in NXT UK. Uh, but Roxanne is is someone fresh for her. She'd love to face. And whoever the NXT champion is... The crow fl- flies straight to the top, so she's she seems to be calling out the winner as well. Okay, so the crow always flies to the top. The crow always rises to the top. <laughs> Ooh, I think yeah, that's what is that what she said? I think she said the crow always flies to the top. Wow, but bless her, the bird know. lady. Some of these promos are hard to. We got we got. I've got a witch one coming up. We got a, <laughs> we got witch ladies. We got the bird lady from Home Alone two. We got. Legally Blonde from yeah. that movie. There's the women's divisions all over the place here in NXT. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. So um, do you think we'll get like a Lyra v. Tiffany match like next week or in two weeks to decide the opponent? But again, with this angle at the end, like it, it makes you wonder what they're going to do. Yeah. A multi-person Roxanne. match. I'm not sure. Mm. But yeah. So uh, we then see uh, the Creed brothers make their entrance um, with Bron Breaker all in matching blue singlets. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Okay, so obviously Bron Breaker being the NXT champ for quite a while since being here in 2.0, being like the, the pretty like much the face of this division and wrestles even the way he looks and dresses like wrestles like the, you know, 
the the old school Steiners, style, the Steiners, yeah. right? Like this old school style, and Diamond Mine obviously wrestled that way with the amateur background and all this and that. So instantly put together is something we've been waiting for and, and talking about. And the way they dressed and looked tonight, it's like this is the unit I'd right have, here. I'd have preferred uh, the Creeds to have worn the more like yeah. colorful Bron Breaker right. Steiner style singlets yeah. instead of Bron doing. He did like the Creed singlet. Yeah. But kept his colorful knee pads. But it was cool. Um, they had uh, the like towels on the way in. Uh, Creed's holding up a Bron Breaker towel and Bron holding up a Creed's towel. Yeah, I definitely want to see this. Uh, these three together again. I, I love this. Yeah, what was uh, what was the group that the Steiners were called? The varsity. Varsity. Oh, yeah, sorry. We have the Varsity Blondes, I yeah. guess. But the Varsity Club for these guys is something I, I don't know. I know I love we love Roddy, mm. but he's not been around. He's still... Injured or yeah. something. I don't know what the, the storyline is there, but honestly, these three, I would. This could be like your next big, your next big group in the WWE. Honestly, the look of these guys, the way they wrestle, like I think over time it, they could, they could be something. I, I, I enjoyed this pairing. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately, they were against three guys I didn't really care to see. Actually, you know what? Just one guy. I really don't know yeah. why he's here. So uh, the Creeds and Bron are waiting in the ring forever. And we get a commercial break and then an Ilya Dragunov promo, um, like a video promo saying, eyes are the window to the soul, but JD, you have no soul. You get happiness by inflicting anguish, snapping bones and breaking a man's spirit. You do this to find serenity, but you will never break my will. And he says his, what's his, his thing he says in Russian? Uh, He says that. Yeah. At the end. Uh, yeah, good, good promo here. I imagine this is standard deliver match. Um, yeah, I love Ilya's kind of very like Shakespearean delivery with his accent. It, they're very interesting promos. Yeah, very different from a lot of other people in wrestling. So that's what stands out. But his wrestling also is the same. So he's he's got everything I enjoy. I hope that is the match. It clearly mm. is. So so far, this standard deliver. Looking, Looking pretty good. good. Looking let's good. just say that this is teasing that match. Okay. Well, yep. let's look at the card so far before this episode, before with other segments. That's pretty much the one match we know is happening. Yeah. Until kind of. Yeah. Uh, no, it's looking good. Yeah. And then we get a return, a return of the NXT front row spot. It's NXT Roadblock, and who's here in the front yeah. row? Who could it be? It's Dragon Lee. Yeah, no relation to Wes. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah, true. No, relation to Roosh and Drillistico, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, Preston Vance. And Preston Vance, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dragon Lee getting the front row spot here. Yeah, pretty cool. To definitely uh, throw a red herring in people's with suggestion. His name, yeah, with the actual name, yeah. Uh, with a definite like red herring towards the Shawn Michaels segment later mm. tonight. Kind of, yes. you know, getting people, th- getting your thinking caps on of, hey, why would they show him? Mm. Will that come into play? But yeah, pretty cool. They used to do this, obviously, at every takeover, which we've joked and talked about. Like, hey, I think they did this to let you know he won't be doing this at take at Santa Deliver because he'll be wrestling. He'll be wrestling. Yeah. That's what I took from this. Lee v. Lee. Yeah, I thought this was a, a good idea to bring back. Yeah. And it interesting to see if they'll be signed because rumors they might be signing more kind of big independent names. Who's, who looking. could? Yeah, who could be front row at Santa Deliver? Mm, exactly. Effie. Effie, <laughs> Gringo Loco, Commander. Gringo would be cool. Yeah, who else is like who, Mike Bailey? He's he's wrapped up right now mm-hmm. in Impact and stuff. But yeah, who else is like floating around that? Christian. Yeah, in NXT, <laughs> no, we know where he's going, and it's 
it's to hang out with his brother Edge. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so then Indusheer come out, and we get to this match: the Creeds and Bron Breaker taking on Jinder Mahal and Indusheer. Uh, there was a very impressive standing vertical suplex from Brutus to Jinder. Uh, like Jinder's a big guy Jack. to be hitting those two. Uh, Bron and Sanger going at it, and Bron sends Sanger out of the ring. And then there's an exploder from Julius to Veer. Again, these are big guys that are throwing around here. And then the Creeds and Bron hit um, three Topacon helos all at the same time. Yeah, it looked great. As we go to commercial break, this looked awesome. Um, after the break, we see Carmelo Hayes has joined uh, the commentary booth. We get a camel clutch from Jinder to Julius, but Julius powers up and picks Jinder up. As the ref's distracted, he rakes Julius's eyes. Um, and then Julius manages to make the tag to Brutus, who starts doing his kind of Brutus smash forearms, clubbing Hulk blows smash, yeah. on Via. And then Via hits this like high leaping vertical seated senton, which I thought looked pretty good. Uh, and kind of out of nowhere from the big man. Um, and then there's a big deadlift suplex from Brutus to Sanger, uh, followed by the moonsault from Bron and the 450 from Julius. Really, like, impressive from both guys here. Yeah, and you mentioned Carmelo Hayes on commentary. I noticed something a bit different from Carmelo, where on commentary uh, he, he he said, oh, whoa, that was that was impressive. Yeah. That was, did, that was nuts. He's like, did you see that? Like, all these guys hitting all these moves? Like, okay, so... I was like, huh, he's sounding a bit babyface here and putting over all three of these guys. Yeah, and definitely did in the yeah. the segment later. Uh, Bron then does this crazy, like, breakup, like, at 2.9. Yeah, the ref was here. stalling for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was pretty pretty fun near fall. Uh, then Sanger hits the choke slam. Veer hits the million-dollar arm. And Julius kicks out. Uh, this has been what yeah. they've been using to, to finish them and i think that's what they beat the creeds with wasn't yeah it? um and then all six men are staring each other down start to brawl uh bron hits the spear to jinder a spear to sanger and veer hits the big boot to bron but julius grabs him and hits his like cartwheel death valley driver on veer uh which was nuts considering the size of this guy and then there's the Doomsday Brutus Ball. Yeah. So Veer on top of Julius's shoulders as uh, Brutus jumps with his cannonball off the top rope, knocking him down and picking up the win in a really entertaining six-man, I thought. Yeah, uh, put the trio's title on these guys yeah. right away. Diamond Mine and Braun Breaker versus House of Black. Book it. No, I, I thought this was pretty good. And uh, I'm... I'm Jinder, someone who I just don't know why he's, he's kind of here. The title match with Braun really didn't, the feud mm. didn't really do anything for me, but I think he had his spot set in this match. Like, I think everyone in this thing was hitting all those things really good. And it's so impressive when you see these guys, Braun and Diamond Mine, like lifting, you know, Veer and Sanga up in different spots for pretty crazy looking moves. It's what made this match really. Yeah. Fun, so it was right? all just like these guys hitting their stuff. You know, when we saw in the, like the very first time Brock, like hit the F5 on Big Show or stuff like that. Like yeah. it's still pretty impressive when you see these these guys lift over up big guys. And the whole match was that. Um, yeah. Again, really like the combination of Braun and, and the, the Creed brothers. Again, they look like a unit standing mm -hmm. side by side. And I, I hope we get I hope we get some sort of like an alliance like between these guys going forward, like yeah. depending on wherever NXT goes. Just I think it really works and uh would like to see these guys uh, do this again. I'd like to see them team too. Yeah. I, I'm 
I'm getting impressed by Sanger and Veer as well. Yeah. Uh, Jinder hasn't been hitting for me, but I think those two have definitely improved. And for big men, are pretty pretty athletic as well. So I, I thought this was a good shine from everyone here, really. Yeah, I mean, Sanger was here. He was doing yoga. Sadly, he gave that gimmick to someone else we'll get to uh, later on this show. And then Veer just kept coming and coming, and then he found out maybe he needs to stop doing that and just hang out with his old friend, and here they are. Teaming with gender, it's the best they've looked in, in. Where's Shanky? Shanky, oh yeah. That's how you get Roderick Strong involved. You know, you're now four at Shanky. On four. It's going to be four v three, and then Roddy comes back. Wow. Then it's war games. <laughs> Punjabi prison war games. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Sounds great. Book it. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, Jinder was, was whatever, but I think Sanga and Vera definitely some, like, they're, they're good solid big men yeah, for I being so. big men. I definitely am a fan. We see, uh, Albert Tensai Bloom. Uh, we're not going through gorilla. every name <laughs> of this guy. <laughs> no, not today, but yeah, Matt Bloom. So yeah, a train. A giant Bernard <laughs> is, is at the, uh, gorilla with Sean says, Sean, are you sure you want to do this? And Sean goes, no, I'm not sure. But I feel I got to, right? I know what I have to do. I know what I have to do. But I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Uh, like, I was thinking, I don't, I doubt Albert and Sean ever really had any, like, dream match. They were in the company at the same time, but was there ever a Shawn Michaels versus? A Train was definitely a SmackDown guy when Sean was back on Raw, right? So, a- and then A Train, like, disappeared not too, like, long into the early 2000s. So, like, yeah. yeah, there must not have been a time where they wrestled. If it's like a can, Royal Rumble or something, but even that. Yeah. If anyone can find a, a, a match between Albert and, and Sean. It'd be pretty know. sick, yeah. yeah. So we go to the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, Sean Michaels comes to the ring to Sexy Boy. I was worried he was going to have a weird like NXT remix of it or something. Get out of here. No. <laughs> absolutely not. I'm I'm happy that this song like transcends generations of yeah. wrestling fans cuz now it's just NXT's Judas where it, everyone's just singing Sing all of it and continuing. I mean, we all know every single word. We all know every part of the solo. We as wrestling fans, this is up there as one of the best ones. So, anytime you get to hear it, Sean's still doing a little bit of his dancing and little bit. hip wiggling and stuff, but definitely he does look like an old man doing it these well, days. He looks a lot older. He's allowed. He's yeah. allowed. Yeah. Uh, lots of HBK chants here. Uh, the crowd starts singing Sexy Boy a cappella. Um, yeah, felt like a pretty big moment here, Sean coming out in front of the crowd. Yeah, he's not really done this. It's been a lot of seeing him in little things, but not making it. The last entrance. time was to set up the, the ladder match, wasn't it? Between... Right. Uh, Jordan Devlin and Santos. Yeah, his music just hits. His music hits. He does the Jeff Hardy Dugan. Hold on, I got to do my bit before (laughs) I get down there. Anyways, you guys are having a lot of rush. Yeah. So Wallace says that the young Grayson would be freaking out like these people right now. But current Grayson would say to that kid, one day you're going to be disappointed. Don't be a Sean guy. Be a Brett guy. Waller said that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I loved, I love this. You knew right, like to go there right away, which is Sean's rebuttal is like, Oh man, we're going there already. Yeah. Like you're already bringing that up. Uh, there are then HB shizzle chants and, uh, Sean asks what happened. We used to be cool. You used to come and ask me for advice. Uh, and I, I saw good stuff in you, but now you hate me. What's up with that? And Waller says, look, I should be the number one guy here. I want to be number one guy. My social media is through the roof. Uh, I've got everything. Who did I piss off? And you're holding me back 
just like Vince held you back Damn. and says that uh, Vince would hold you back because you were like smaller or whatever and you eventually broke through on your own. Um, so he goes, what is it? Is it jealousy? Is it um, is it spite? Is it because I don't kiss your ass? Um, because I don't give you the clout of posing with you after a big match, kind of uh, showing me showing those pictures, you know, the photos yeah. of Triple H and Hunter with the wrestlers yeah, when they yeah. win a match. He's like, is it because I don't ask you for photos? You are holding me back. And Sean says, look, you're not the first guy. Uh, no, I'm not holding you back. It's because you lost at Vengeance Day. He says, New Year's Evil was not your fault when the when the ropes went. So I gave you a fair rematch. And that's what it was in a cage. And you lost. You took your shit shot and you missed. <laughs> and Waller says, the only reason you're sitting in Gorilla is because your best pal Hunter had a heart attack. Boo. Sean agrees. He says, I wasn't in charge. I stepped in because my friend needed me. And you got to get a grip with the fact that I'm in charge. Triple H was running it here, but now I'm the one steering the ship. Waller says, yeah, steering it into an iceberg. Ah. Ah. And he says, I bet I'm not even on uh, Stand and Deliver. And I wouldn't be even surprised if my name ends up on the cut list. You're looking for the, a star and he's standing right in front of you. I am in it, NXT. And Sean tells him off for, for thinking he's bigger than the brand and says, we are NXT isn't just a saying, it's a, it's a way of life. And Sean lists all the success stories, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Io Shirai, Becky, Bailey, Charlotte, even mentions Undisputed Era, who uh, never had a main roster call-up, yeah. which was interesting. Um, Waller calls him a hypocrite. He says, in your career, it was all about you. Who was the main event? Me. Who is the icon? Me. When did you change? Sean said, just come into NXT. It's so special here. <laughs> I just had to change my ways. I just found God and I found NXT. Found that black and gold and I've never looked yeah. back. And Wallace says, look, who's really going to move up from here? Bron, sure. Carmelo, probably. Zoe Stark, maybe. No one else. No one else <laughs> has got it here. No one else is good. And he says he get, he's sick of everyone. He's sick of this crowd who can't afford to new wear, uh, new, wear new clothes. And this pisses off Sean. He says, I will not let you run this uh, brand into the ground. And he says, it pisses me off. And Wallace says, do something about it then. Face me. Ditch the stooge suit. Wear the HBK cowboy hat. Tune up the band one more time. And face me at Stan and Deliver. Fight me. The crowd are going, what? Is this happening? And Sean says, for over a decade, people are trying to get me to have a WrestleMania dream match. And he says... I have trucks of money just coming to my door to try and get me to do a show. And so much that those drivers know my address now. What makes you special? What makes you think that I'd come out of retirement for you? You're the same as all these people. And the only difference is it's 2023. But nothing would please me more than beating your ass. <laughs> but it's not going to be me. It's going to be this man. This person who loves NXT more than anyone else. Yeah. This person who definitely wants a little payback on you. Mm. Cue the shittiest version of Rebel Heart I've ever fucking heard in my it, life. This is a second remix. <laughs> this is a re remake. This is a re remake. Am I going mad? And it just, like, it, oh, it's just noise. Because at least the first one, you have the claps and you're like, I oh, I don't oh, know what this one there's is. There's nothing. Oh, oh horrible. Uh, so Johnny Gargano runs out. Johnny Wrestling! Beats up Grayson Waller. And he goes for the super kick, but Grayson evades it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I thought um, pretty good segment here. And I think pretty much anyone else, this crowd would be pissed. Because yeah. this whole segment, you're teasing. Sean. You, you're teasing Sean. Yeah. And I, I think Gargano's probably like the right one. Oh, like the- everyone wants a Gargano at an NXT show. And I think him versus Waller will be a great match. The callback to Waller writing him off. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really good. And this crowd didn't, didn't seem disappointed about it not being Sean. No, they asked, they lost their minds. Yeah. The whole place erupted. Probably the loudest they got all night. And they were pretty loud all night for a lot of other stuff, yeah. but they were really like this. You would have thought this was like huge comeback return or something. Cause they just were, they were genuinely surprised. And, uh, we kind of figured it out a little while ago. Yeah. Like, okay, well, Dragon Lee being in Sean Corner doesn't really make sense. Will Sean come out? Will it just be like a super kick? So it's technically a match. It's not a match. And then we were like, hey, I mean, Waller's the one who sent Johnny Pack in. Johnny's probably not got anything at WrestleMania. Yeah, Gargano's not doing anything. Also, the storyline is like Shawn Michaels. And like, if you you go on Twitter or Instagram, that's pretty much... He wears the hearts on his gear and all that. Yeah, and he's like friends with him now. So like... It does make sense if anyone would defend Sean's honor. It would be legit one mm. of his friends. And, like, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, seeing our guy back, uh, it's unfortunate he's not, in the, at least the way it looks, involved at WrestleMania, which is uh, pretty silly. But, I mean, there's there's no story with him yeah. at the moment. I'm not particularly surprised. Um, I don't like the idea of just putting matches for the sake of yeah. it. I mean, we, we have Brock and Omos, but yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, this is a good, I, I take a proper, like actual lengthy sing, meaningful singles yeah. match at stand and deliver with Johnny over maybe a six minute, mu- nothing. So match at this is now official Johnny Gargano and Waller one-on-one great. And, and it'll be good. I think it'll be really good. I thought, uh, I thought this segment was pretty good. I, I thought Waller sounded excellent. I think he, he's so comfortable it, in actual fact, he kind of, out Sean Sean at times. Sean got a little stumbly at I, times. Yeah, and- I'm not sure what happened. So like the beginning, the crowd were chanting and singing Sean's song. And I think Waller made the mistake of just starting the promo mm. without letting that like breathe. But at the same time, you only got like so long. And then by the time he kind of just kept talking through, which is must be so hard to do in any form of like public, mm. you know, show or whatever. And he got through it. But then like then the Sean... So I'm wondering if everything later in the night kind of got squished. I, I think so. I think they didn't factor in the Sean Pop. And then John, when Johnny show. coming out with yeah. a moment too. So like so this, this, this still felt a good quite segment. a long segment. Still a good segment. Absolutely. For and sure. It's good that they were able to get that extra time at the end and not sacrifice the end of the show because uh, the show definitely overran. We always get like the six, seven minute overrun. This yeah. went about 11, 12, I think, for us. So really this feud is... Uh, the Sean guy versus the Brett guy now. Cause, I guess so. Cause he didn't wear it. He switched his shirt. Waller's shirt was very nice and sparkly, mm. but beforehand, his social media and the things they were promoting is him walking with a cowboy hat and a Brett shirt. Right. And he's like, here I am ready to talk oh, to I think Sean. He did the, he did the Brett. Yeah. Vest, like the metal plate. Didn't yeah. Yeah. True. Bronze. Yeah. True. So, like, yeah. He's, it's not a new thing. The Brett thing. Cause I'm already, I can but already. I love that Brett is the heel. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. <laughs> and it's Sean right in this shit. So Waller, so, so Gargano's going to wear like HBK inspired gear and Waller's going to wear like black and pink. Excellent. Yeah. For sure. Waller. That is funny though. Like this is Sean and what Road Dog writing this, and they're like, <laughs> "What if the biggest heel in the company 
is a Brett fan. Yeah. <laughs> Still getting their digs in. Yeah, well, joke's on you, Road Dog, because now I'm a Grayson Waller fan yeah. because of it. So, yeah. Look at look at the way the world turns. No, I'm uh, I'm for this match. And I think, oh, Grayson, I think Grayson Waller can shine. I think so. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Um, and thank you, Robert Cowie in the chat, who says, never knew Davey was such a handsome man. Well, thank Shout you. out handsome thank men. I like that. Oh, he says, love Brayden too, of course. Oh, I like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like, oh, you're all <laughs> he right, re- No, he already knew you were handsome. Right, He just right. didn't realize. I, I don't sound fair handsome, enough. clearly. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Thank um, you, Robert. Thank you very much. We go to our next match. Gigi Dolan taking on JC Jane. Uh, the, the toxic breakup, this blood feud that's been going on. Finally get to the match. Uh, it's a lot of like rolling around on the outside, attacking each other to start with. And then in the ring, Gigi goes for the pump kick. Uh, sorry, JC goes for the pump kick, which gets caught by Gigi into an STO. And now JC is backing off. She's asking for timeout. Um, so they go to the floor and JC hits her with the rolling elbow. Uh, JC then goes for a steel chair. And in the ring, Gigi catches her with an inside cradle for a near fall. Uh, Gigi starts delivering these stiff forearms and kicks. And then these two big roundhouses. But JC comes back with her neck breaker and a running senton. Um, this was a, a little sloppy. It was meant to be a few like counters. And it was very kind of slow. Running the ropes. Slow motion running. Uh, and then Gigi hits this kind of crucifix bomb. Almost like the like the page turner. Like the with a bit of a pump handle. Yeah, crucifix pin bomb thing. Um, and picking up the win clean over JC Jane. Yeah, uh pretty quick match it definitely didn't when it started and the way they were wrestling it didn't quite feel like the big blow-off match and you would assume with the attack right afterwards that we are going to some sort of a rematch but this didn't necessarily hit for me uh too much yeah uh no i'm with you it it didn't get much time maybe this was cut short a little bit because the last segment um, but didn't feel like that blood feud really. They're, apart from some of the like strikes, the kicks, the forearms were pretty stiff. But there was a lot of like quite slow, almost feeling rehearsed moments in the match that just I didn't think came across too well. And I do, I do think obviously this continues because after the match, JC attacks Gigi and puts a chair around her neck and climbs the top rope miles away. Like I don't know how she was planning on. Jumping this far. Was she going to run it? She was going to run it. 
She, well, she was, she was stood. It looked like she was going to jump off, like with a knee or whatever. You, you're with not the trusting the the, the, the height the hops the hops of JC Jane. Of JC Jane. But this is when all the officials run out and separate them and save Gigi Dolan from a neck break. Which again makes me think they're going to go to a, a gimmick sort of match. I think some sort of unsanctioned or toxic. Yeah, I something. don't know if I want this at Stand and Deliver though. I don't think it like when you when you look at the rest of the card that yeah. we think we're going to have. I don't think this this necessarily deserves to be. It's like unfortunate because like I think the the promos from them were actually pretty good, yeah, especially they were. like even JC. I, I really thought it was good, but GG too like got me invested. But I feel like where they where they cut for time that they had to go this route. I just don't think they should have done it here. I think you could have easily just had her beat her do up. the do the big unsanctioned match with like yeah. proper time yeah yeah instead of doing it this route because i think that just affected what they had to do yeah uh yeah it didn't really hit for me um we go backstage to brooks jensen with fallon henley oh boy and fallon says look i feel awful for what happened and brooks says you know what it's okay it all came from us uh, a good place you are looking out for me and i want to apologize for taking so long to get over it and then they both say at the same time oh i'm glad you're all right oh Jinx. Uh-huh. Oh. And, and me and you watching this just looked at each other like, oh, oh my. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a bit of chemistry going on. And then they look at each other and then they look It's away. like they're looking away. Oh, I can't believe it. Um Josh Briggs comes in and he's he mentions the roses. He's like, Wow, Brooks, like those roses look pretty impressive. And Brooks doesn't say anything but kind of gives this look like what roses? Yeah, I didn't do that. And then they carry on, and uh, Kiana calls Brooks's phone. So Brooks like, oh, my God, it's Kiana. Well, answer it, you big dummy. So he answers it, and he tries to play it all cool. He's like, hey, girl, tonight? Yeah, that's chill. And you see... That's chill. That's yeah, that's, chill. How you, that's how you talk to the ladies. Yeah. I've seen it. And you see Fallon, who's looking kind of mm. pissed off, and yeah. I don't know... Would you say jealous? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then Brooks leaves. He's going off on his date. And Fallon says to Briggs, you know he didn't send those roses. You saw that look on his face. And Josh goes, yo, I think you're right. I don't trust her. You were right all along. And they, they say, we've got to come up with a plan. Let, let's get our thinking caps on. They said, And then she goes, I got an idea. But we mm. don't know what that is until next no. week. But there's a lot to unpack here. My so- my dynasty uh, Dallas soap opera shit continues with Fallon here being now being a little eyes having eyes so, for for Briggs. We we've, sorry for for Brooks. We've for said that this is where it could go, but it has been very platonic yeah. the whole time until now. And it's just been now. She's just been. It's more her distrust of Fallon. Sorry, of Kiana. Yeah. Rather than like having a little sweet thing for. Brooks, but this there was definitely a bit of bit of chemistry here that where maybe I th- I think she might be falling for yeah for Brooks. Damn, yeah. Look at this. Look at this guy. He's so chill. So what's their plan going to be? Their plan is she's she she's going to go to Keanu. Who the fuck for the roses from? <laughs> she's going to log into her Instagram and be like, oh, <laughs> you're oh, married. She's married. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. Uh, Br- Briggs, Br- Brooks. I keep getting their names confused. I don't yeah. know who's who. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very invested. Yeah, I love this, this. I love this stuff. And they're actually all playing it pretty well. They're really entertaining. So good on them for getting our attention. 
Loving it. Bron Breaker then comes out, and Vic Joseph's like, whoa, this wasn't scheduled. What's he had a on? match earlier. What's happening? And, and then he says, well, this wasn't scheduled, and I know I had a match earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, thank you. And says, but it's time. I could wait till next week, but I just want to get this over and done with. It's time for the biggest match at the biggest stage. So no more obstacles and no more roadblocks. Carmelo Hayes, where are you, man? Where are you at? Come out. So Mello comes out. Mello. They're doing the Goldberg yeah. Braun Breaker thing, but doing it with Mello to, to tease Braun. And Mello says, Braun Breaker, it is time. It's time for our paths to cross. Listen to this crowd. They want it. You want it. And I want it. And Braun basically says, yeah, we've been on our own paths. Kind of alluding to the fact that they both held the different championships yeah. for the best part of this like year since the 2.0 rebrand yeah um you were doing your thing i was doing mine and during all this time i kept tabs on you Mello says i kept tabs on you too it didn't matter if you were opening the show and i was closing or vice versa i would always stick and watch your match whenever it was uh and bron says i remember that meeting we had with sean and triple h when they said a change was about to come kind of alluding to the rebrand from black and gold to 2.0 and they said there was a change coming and we want to focus on you too and they chose us to lead it and i've proved myself for 18 months and you have too we both run fast and we both run hard and there's nowhere else to go except me and you and Mello says this is where i normally say that's all it is and the crowd's saying that's, that's all, all it's, it's gonna, ever, uh, gonna be again like i hope this catches on because this already is he's got so many catchphrases, catchphrases and lines already. he's so good at yeah. that and he's not even on wwe tv yet like yeah. he's not even on a main roster and he's already got all of these little trinkets to his exactly. character so he goes but that doesn't seem right today so i'm gonna keep it short and sweet that nxt championship put that on the line and i'll see you at stand and deliver and carmelo hayes has never been second to nobody bron says april 1st we'll see uh, I, I liked this a lot. I liked yeah. kind of positioning Mello more babyface here. Um, I guess leaning in, I think they figure that Bron might be getting some booze and people are ready for a Mello Turn. run. So kind of moving him a bit more babyface, both guys respecting each other. Uh, and kind of cool talking about the like the meeting and the rebrand and all that, I thought. Yeah, it sounded really real and genuine when they were just, he was discussing that part and Mello was like, Oh, I remember. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, okay. I, I know what you're saying. Like, I'm on the same page and Mello not coming out with trick, not talking about booty meat. He's just mm. straight up like, yo, it's me and you. We're the best. And I do think that's, it's something that, uh, kind of comparing like NXT to AEW, whatever, but AEW doesn't like do that with their champions where like, Hold on, I'm the I'm the man here. Let me talk because I'm the man. I need to talk and get some. Yeah. They don't ever like do that. They just like let's cut to someone backstage to then cut a promo on someone, and then later mm -hmm. that person. It's like why wouldn't the champ just be like, yo, everyone thinks it's this match, so let's just get this over with. I, I want to face you, and then it's like, yeah, let's do it. We're the best, and, a, and they've done a great job actually keeping these guys completely separate, separate the whole sure. time. Where they've built this up, where this does feel like a big deal. These now, two finally meeting. Now, is Mello gonna continue playing? There's still a few weeks before this show. Is Mello gonna continue to play this like straight face, like he baby face, or is it a, a kind of thing where he will like you know eventually attack Braun? Are we gonna see them touch in any way, shape, or form? Like, how do you book it from going forward now? Uh, 
I I think you do keep him babyface because I I think the crowd are gonna be behind him anyway. Yeah. Um, you can do the stuff with Trick trying to be. I see Braun versus Trick in the next week or two. Yeah, yeah, you can have stuff like that. uh, Mellow kind of sending Trick to the back, maybe. Yeah, Uh, but no, I I do see him keeping as a babyface going forward. I see Carmelo winning this match. Yeah, absolutely. He is him. Absolutely. This is the biggest NXT match for this. Isn't dissimilar from like the Apollo Cruz promos for Braun, but so much better because this feels real. Yeah, like I believe it when he says. I've been keeping tabs on you. I don't believe Apollo Crews, when he was on SmackDown, was watching Braun Breaker matches. Yeah. You know, but I, I kind of believe it as this thing, like these two guys kind of being sat down and being like, we see you as the future. And it's like, okay, I'm keeping my tabs on my like main opposition here yeah. and what's going on. I, I really liked it. And I think this match is going to be really good. Yep. So there's our main event set for Stand and Deliver, which is Braun Breaker and him. Him. Um, Tyler Bate is like doing a meditation cross-legged pose here with yeah. Thea Hale. He got so Tyler Bate got sang his yoga gimmick. Yeah. He's chilling, doing yoga. I and- d- I don't know about that. We'll uh we'll see. Okay. Cuz yeah, uh so he's telling Thea to let go of any stress or tension. She he's helping her meditate and he goes, "So how was that?" She goes, "I feel amazing." And Andre Chase and Duke Hudson are behind and they're like, "Yeah. Cured her." And Tyler says, with practice, she can get over all these things. Remember, nobody is beyond, uh, nobody is beyond fear as people. We must move through fear. And Tyler Bate wishes Andre Chase good luck for his match. They both namaste each other. Namaste. And then Duke Hudson goes to Tyler Bate and says, I can't believe anyone is buying that snake oil you're selling. And Bate kind of gives a little, this is where I'm like, I don't know if it is a, uh, a yoga gimmick because he gives this smile which is like yeah as in like yeah I'm talking a load of shit but yeah people are buying it so you're saying you're Tyler Bates a heel yoga he's instructor a, he's a little uh, what is going on he's a con man that's his thing <laughs> or is he a st- stoner Chase, Chase you paid him to have this session he's like yeah no I'm a proper like meditation expert and he's just talking out of his arse. That's what I took from this. Andre Chase, Uni- Chase University paid him? Oh, to, yeah, to cure fear. So he has money to buy some actual fucking shoes then? Because here he is well, sitting cross He's dressing the palm, he's, right? Like he's, now he's it's Florida. Con, he's like, oh, I'm doing my yoga gimmick. Uh, I'm doing my yoga con, so I'll put on my sandals. Now I know this is Florida, Winter Park, Florida, to be exact, mm. I think. I could be mistaken but like it's far o- enough away from a beach and you know the rules if you're not living near a beach why are you wearing open toe mm. shoes especially when you're on tv you know i had a problem with that mm. so uh tyler bates slowly losing my we'll see him trying to sell a monorail next week i think i i think he's th- he's gonna go with the yoga thing because that's kind of seems how he is in real life like a super chilled out like down to earth dude maybe you know loves his bare feet on grass and stuff like that so maybe that's something that they're just gonna let him they they've been doing the you know his vocabulary has been very whimsical right. and stuff whimsical do you know what i mean yeah yeah like russell brand-esque yeah like some of the words so he's, he's gonna using. start streaming with stevie turner and start giving his uh right-wing opinions on like ukraine and china and all that stuff. exactly yeah, yeah yeah russell brand character they already did that with adam rose it didn't work out at the in the end with him but that was a that was a different that was a different Russell Brand. Russell Brand yeah. <laughs> Look, Tyler Bates great, but like 
this is what he's become now, it's like, ah, like... But he's never been an interesting character no. to me. He's a great wrestler. Like, we know his wrestling's good, good yeah. but, like, promo-wise and character-wise, he's never been interesting to me. So, fuck it, why not? Namaste. Namaste. Tyler Bate, uh, you want to go to the main roster? Namaste. Yeah. <laughs> Here in NXT. Yeah. Andre <laughs> Chase versus Joe Gacy. Uh, Gacy hits this big knee lift and then a brain buster on Chase, which looked pretty nice for only a two-count... Chase fires back and hits the side Russian leg sweep and the Chase U stomps, followed by a side effect and a super kick. Gacy comes back with the rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely like falling down like, just like the rock here. I was telling rock you, Gacy. Uh, uh, someone, someone tweeted Daniel Garcia with a clip of him from like Rampage or Dynamite where Garcia hits the rock bottom. Right. And someone went, hey, Daniel Garcia, I love that you've been using the rock bottom. Do you have, do you have a name for this move yet? And Daniel Garcia replied with, the rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Good. We shouldn't be just renaming every net yeah. mat, uh, move, you know? Yeah, something like that. Like a super kick. Okay, like it was a super kick before. But like yeah. the rock bottom, I'm sure the Uranagi or whatever is similar. But like, mm. no, it's called the rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, there's a superplex from Chase for a two count. And then we see Thea Hale at ringside starts to do her meditation breathing. Woosa. Yeah. And then she runs over to Ava Rain. And tells her, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of I'm you not anymore. Not afraid anymore. Not afraid anymore. And then Andre Chase sees this and turns around and is like, oh, yeah, good for you. You're not afraid Thea anymore? High fives her, turns around and gets hit by the upside down, <sighs> the, uh, the handspring lariat from Joe Gacy for the win. And Thea Hale looks devastated. And, uh, I've got in my notes Bruce. I think I mean, I think I meant Duke. Duke. Duke yeah. looks pissed. You're, ta- you're thinking because Duke's Australian and Bruce the Shark from Finding Nemo's Australian. Well, just just any Aussie guy is Bruce. Bruce, Bruce and Sheila, right? So Duke is a Bruce, for right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty funny moment when the, like that happened, where she's trying to calm down and it's like I'm not afraid anymore, and he's he's more like he lost the match, but he's more like happy that his friend is like not scared anymore not or, whatever. or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like I think something fell off. The, the line of like everything felt a bit rushed after that Sean segment mm. where I think these guys didn't get enough time either. So they were trying to squeeze everything in. This is, this is a rarity where the match started during commercial. So when they came back, we didn't get entrances or anything. They're just fighting. So I think I know it's wrestling. I know it, I'm, I could sound silly, but like think to any sport where it's like, imagine anyway. So the, the period just started, but we're like three minutes in. I get it. We were squished for time, but like you showed. It doesn't. You showed like like I, I felt like this match and the next match felt like they were going Rushed. through it on one point yeah. five speed because they knew that they were like be- probably being told that and that could like mess you up I'm sure in a groove that you're in as well but something definitely fell off like even the promo with Mello and Braun was not very long so like something definitely oh, was like I go go I go go think the Sean yeah. stuff took longer. But, uh, that but being, they, they fit a lot into They a, did, a yeah. Match, that, yeah. Yes. Like, I, I have to say, like, Gacy and Chase, obviously, with the silly gimmicks here in NXT, but we've seen these guys back in, like, Evolve days, and they were two guys who definitely know how to wrestle. These were both in that uh, breakout tournament as well, weren't True, they? True, yeah, yeah. Um, Look, they both wrestle. We've been loving the Chase U storyline. We've kind of had the first glimpse of Duke T, like, saying that to Tyler Bate. Earlier being like, hey, you're, you're lying to these people. That's what you're doing, Duke. We know that I'm done with the, 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 the schism guys, but I think this story continues, even though Thea's mm. not scared anymore. But 
This was fun for what it was. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was too. Um, and we'll, we'll get back to chase you in just a bit. Um, we go to the witches, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, and they're, they're making a potion. Um, the moon is full tonight. That's why our, our computer crapped out earlier. Full moon shit. Oh, that's why some guy on the sidewalk just screamed at me yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, it's full moon tonight. Yeah, full yeah, moon. yeah, gotcha. Um, they say, she says, I, I could, what I did understand from this promo, they did say it's a full moon ritual. And like you said, they're like mixing up witch stuff. And she's got this like witch makeup thing. I, I think they look the part. I buy the part. Yeah, I buy that, the witches. Yeah. Uh, they will perform a full moon ritual um, on one of the longest reigning champs, tag champs. Uh, but now they struggle to be bound together, talking about Caden and Katana. And they say, it's, has there ever been true harmony with Tatum and Ivy? Mm. And you are as uh, Alba calls Isla cunning. And together they are unrivaled. And next week they're going to dance into the moonlight and claim their lot, I think. Uh, they're talking a lot of witchy things. but Talking a lot of witchy things with thick accents. So they're calling out... Um, I feel maybe it's more likely the women's tag is going to be a four way uh, because they called out the the champions, uh, Kane and Katana and Ivy and Tatum. So I see it being. Well, that's three teams. Where's the four? Well, Alba and Ivy, Kiana and Tatum, Ivy and, sorry, Kiana and Fallon. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All these names. Jeez. Katana, Tatum, Kaden, Tatum, Fallon, Kiana. <laughs> At least Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. I'm going to remember because I mean, yeah, I mean, they're all right, I guess. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy that these two are kind of put together and I would actually put the t- titles on the witches. OK. Um, I know it's such a, it feels like such a like silly character that's been used in media and pop culture. But like, yeah, no one's doing it right now. So on, on this show. Right, so I'm like, surprised we haven't had a witch yeah, in WWE. Exactly, so it's like, hey, Am like, I, have there been? There's a market for that. As silly as that sounds, like merch is how they make a lot of their money. So cool witch merch, yeah, like I see it. Halloween Havoc. Isla Dawn looks the part. Needs to come and, to the ring on brooms. Like, yeah, <laughs> at Stand and Deliver, it's Hollywood. Do like a bewitched, like, like fucking. They need was, a third witch, though, don't they? Really? That's how you get them to win. So Tatum turns and joins them. Oh, sorry. Blair Davenport. She's still missing. Oh, yeah. Okay. She should show up and help them win. Yeah. And ca- cast some boil, boil, She's, toil and she trouble. She could be a witch as well. Exactly. Like we could that. all be witches. <laughs> Why not? Right? Yeah. Exactly. No, I like that. Yeah. Look, witches and wrestling, don't hate me. I love it. So. So. <laughs> future champs. <laughs> yeah. Will they get a warlock as well? No, no, no. Now you're talking. Okay. Talking reckless. So we see Chase U backstage and Thea Hale apologizes to Andre Chase for, for him losing, but says, I conquered my fear. I conquered my fear and that's great. And Chase isn't mad. He says, uh, you're right. And uh, I should bring in Tyler more often uh, to, because he really helped you there. And Duke Hudson's pissed. He's pissed because we keep losing. Why are you happy? Why are you high-fiving? We are an institution of losers we gave someone an award for winning one match. We are pathetic. We are a, not a university. We are a bloody joke. Damn. And he storms off. So, like, you could see this as, like, Duke kind of is acting heelish, but he's doing it out of love of the university, yeah. right? He's like, I believe in these lessons you've been teaching me, Professor Chase. 
but you keep losing and you don't care about it. You're doing like we're having this immature student fuck things up for us. I remember when Chase U used to have standards. I used to have trivia nights. Yeah. <laughs> At a fake university. Yeah. And now, and now we're just a joke. We're a group of losers. We're a comedy act now. So I wonder if he is heel. I think he's like, look, I don't want to lose what... I don't like what Chase U's become. Nothing's worked with, 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 with me before this, and I can't afford to yeah. lose this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like, shot in the dark here, but, like, the four-way match for the women's tag titles, right, is what we're suspecting. The same should be said for the tag men's, and that's where you put these two back in that and fill that slot. So it's pretty deadly. Gal- Wait, did we just do that match? They just did that. Like we just and they didn't match. win that match when they clearly should have won yeah. that match because now they're like, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, we did just have the four. None of these characters are going to be on Stand and Deliver. So no. I don't think we're seeing any kind of resolution to this storyline maybe anytime soon. But We'll have some Chase U uh, backstage thing at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, they'll be in the crowd. But yeah, I'm still, I'm, where's this going? Yeah. Like, I, I think Chase needs to open his eyes and maybe next week be like, Duke, you know, you were right. Yeah. You make some good points. And then challenge gallus to a match cool sure book it uh wesley is backstage with Mackenzie mitchell saying that everyone is buzzing about these open challenges i've been doing everyone he talks about how great it was last week when everyone's brawling over who's gonna fight me and nathan fraser emerged and gave me one hell of a match and we gotta love the commotion so i want to do it again next week this is when axiom walks in and he says can't you see the fire in my eyes uh-huh. Yes, this, this joke. This joke. It's still the, the going. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, Nathan beat me to it last week, but next week, uh, Axiom says, I want it to be me versus you for the title. And Wes agrees. So Axiom Wesley. Uh, he didn't agree. He said, if you're the first one to the ring, right? Yeah, which I, I heard you last week. Uh, clearly, someone listened Listen and someone sent on something that we said because. I feel like it was only a few weeks ago like when two, three weeks we ago. were joking about, like, why wouldn't you just show people, like, fighting and arguing who's going to take that spot? And then they literally did that, yeah. that thing. So that's that's pretty interesting and pretty funny. But uh, they, they he made it clear, like, well, if you beat the line, you can get yeah. it. Which I think he, he does. I think it's still... Unless that's... Uh, unless that is, um, if you're not going with Dragon Lee... You kind of have Axiom keep on trying to get yeah. this open challenge and someone always beats him to it. If, if, and then you do Axiom yeah, Wesley. If Dragon Lee's not wrestling at this stand deliver, which like, hey, it should be someone who has been working a lot. And Axiom is awesome. And mm. that match would be great. But hey, if they're giving it to us next week, then... I feel like we're getting this next week. So it's Von Wagner versus yeah. Wesley next uh, week. No, but that sounds great. That's that's going to be yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Johnny Gargano is going to be on NXT next week talking... Yes. Uh, to hype up this match with Grayson Waller. You get to hear Rebel Heart again. Yeah. The Rebel Heartbreak Kid is going to be his tights, for sure. Rebel Heartbreak Kid, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe he'll wear the long pants. He'll come out, he'll come out in, the, in the chaps. And well, it's Hollywood, so he'll wear something to do with Marvel and sure, stuff yeah. as well, right? So. so we finish the show with the NXT Women's Championship match. Mako Satomura challenging Roxanne Perez. And uh, the code of honor, code of honor. Uh, this uh, they say that Mako's been wrestling since 1995. Did you know she was on Nitro? She was on Nitro. She probably shared like uh, she was probably on the same show as Booker. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. Booker doesn't know who's on this show sometimes. No, so. no. <laughs> um, but Vic says that we're gonna stick with this match until it ends. ends. 
So kind of teasing, we might go run a bit long. And they did, yeah. And they did. Um, so Mako starts by just doing a bunch of pin attempts and Roxanne fires back with some forearms. Satamora stops her with this spin kick to the stomach and then applies this like cross-armed uh, surfboard stretch. Yeah. Uh, looked really nice from Mako. And Roxanne manages to counter that into one of her own and hits a spinning head scissors, taking Mako out to the outside. Uh, Roxanne goes for a tope suicida, but gets stopped short with a forearm to the face. And then Mako's applying these kind of leg and ankle submissions, knee bars, kicks to the legs. And then uh, Mako just starts lighting up Roxy with these slaps to the face and a running forearm. But Roxanne screams, starts fighting back with double chops of her own and forearms of her own. And Mako just delivers this huge kick to the chest. Oh. And Roxanne just keeps saying, bring it on, bring it on, give me more, give me more. Roxanne catches her with a dragon screw, hits her running European uppercuts in the corner. Uh, Satamora goes for the Scorpio rising, but Perez dodges it and then lands the Tope Suicida. And now Roxanne is teasing a, like, avalanche side Russian leg sweep. Yeah. Which gets blocked by Satamora. So Roxanne goes for the sunset bomb, but Mako is still holding onto the ropes. And Satamora just delivers this nasty kick to, like, back kick to the stomach, just knocking Roxy down. All these kicks are crazy. Then Satamora goes for her splash, but Roxanne gets the knees up. So Roxanne's delivering kicks of her own. Hits the side Russian leg sweep, but Mako kicks out. And then there's a crucifix from Mako, but Perez kicks out. And then a Pele kick from Satamora, a Saito suplex, and Perez kicks out. Some great near falls. And the way Satamora was just beating Roxanne, kind of, I was thinking, oh, they could just cause this massive upset here. Yeah, I mean, she hits her with like three of these like Saito suplexes. Yeah, they were nuts. Hits the Death Valley driver, and then the Scorpio rising. But Roxanne kicks out. Was this is this the like handspring thing? This the handspring knees just she, clocking her on the back of the like, neck. Yeah, this looked nasty and yeah. like might be what they call later is what causes an angle. I don't mm. know. This looked this, this looked so scary of her. I I've never seen it not look this way. So I don't know how. There's a reason no one else can really does this move. It looks like if you fuck this up, it, it could hurt somebody. Yeah. It's a flying backwards knee. You can't see what you're doing. So now they're fighting on the floor and. Uh, Roxanne goes for the pop rocks on the floor, but Satamora holds onto the apron, which means Rox just like hits his back bump, banging her head on the, on the floor there, allowing Mako to hit her with her step up axe kick to the back of the head. Again, like this move is an axe kick where she's to the back of the head and Roxy's selling it great. Rolls Perez into the ring, gets the one, the two, but Perez gets her foot on the bottom rope. Mako then starts lighting her up with Kawada kicks. And out of nowhere, Perez catches Mako with a roll-up and trapping her arms down, pinning her to pick up the like flash win at the end here. Uh, yeah, I mean... the angle, yeah, let's talk about the match. Yeah, uh, kind of reiterating what I said, I did feel like there was still a bit of a rush to the match where like it, it got the overtime, but the match started like at 10. Mm. So like, it, like maybe a few minute before or so. So like it did still feel like they were trying to hustle to get to each spot. But that being said, like, uh, it definitely, it didn't, it didn't deliver of like a takeover level. Cause I, I think now after watching this and the angle that we pull it back and you do mm. it one more time because 
she kicked the crap out of Roxanne. I know like classic WWE trope, but I felt like Roxanne didn't really get much offense in on this match. I think the pin was like the one move she like mm-hmm. really did. Maybe that side Russian like sweep, but like the whole move, the whole match was Satamora just lighting her up and it was, it was great. Like she was a great ragdoll for her to do, but then going into the angle where it also took up like another five minutes of the show here where she she does stand up at the end. So, yeah. So Roxanne then stands up and celebrates and then stumbles and falls. And Satomura looks really concerned and kind of asks for help. You get referee the referee checking hunt on her. More referees come in. They call for the EMTs. Uh, Booker takes off his headset and goes over to check on her. And then um, the EMTs eventually come out with a stretcher. Um, Shawn Michaels is out there checking on her as they wheel her to the back. And kind of the crowd like clap her off and they're putting oxygen on her. Um, this was like, like it was, it was done very well because I was kind of buying it at times. And then I'm thinking, hang on, they wouldn't, they'd have just cut the cameras. Yeah. At the uh, end like of the if show. There was something bad that like actually happened. They'd have cut the cameras and then looking at it, it's it looks like it's a replay of an angle oh, that Shawn Michaels did with Owen Hart. It's exactly. Some yeah. people have already put the clip of them together. And even the way she falls is the exact same way that Shawn fell at that. Which is great. Yeah, clearly another Shawn Michaels angle. But Shawn Michaels comes out. They put her on a stretcher. Mm. Shawn's checking on her. All the the, the refs and everyone's there. And then they leave the arena. So, like, yeah, she retained the title. But, like... Did she like so this I I really liked the match and I didn't I didn't actually feel shortchanged. It it didn't yeah. have the longest time, you're right, but I, I thought they, they fitted in so much and I loved the story they told with Roxanne just, you know, trying to hang with Mako and I liked it that she didn't get much in, but it was basically she was able to withstand it was kinda of like the you know, the like Ilya treatment where it's just like you'll beat me down, I'm gonna keep getting up because yeah. I'm a fighter. I thought it worked really well. Um, and yeah, the angle at the end, I felt a little, a little sick as it was happening. Yeah. I was worried, like genuinely worried for a second. Yeah. And like, these things always cause a bit of debate with, with fans. Look, it's wrestling. It's always supposed to be that way, but like, it, it, there's always like, oh, is it real? Is it not? Mm. But like in today's age, like things do go bad. Like a few times a year yeah. often enough that we're like we know we've both separately been at shows where things people have, have absolutely i've seen terrible things happen at wrestling shows we've seen things on happen in tv in just the last like few months mm. uh, and it always is weird that you're going to go this route like clearly the connection with that old Shawn michaels angle where she just collapses and i see the that they purposely tried to do it exactly like that yeah. so it's like okay cool like other ways you could have just had that she collapses and then like is selling that her head hurts. Not like she's getting put on a stretcher, but sell it like, whoa, is she okay? Like she could not even stand mm. after this match. Like she barely made it out of this match. Is that the route they're going? Because I would like to see this match redone at Stand and Deliver. So it's 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 very odd that you're having both Tiffany and uh Bird Lady. Bird Lady kind of call out the winner here. Yeah. Um because because I don't think you'd have done this angle if you were just going in that direction. It feels, this to me feels kind of like we've had with recently with Hangman and Moxley. Yeah. You know, where it's like, man, like, okay, you got the victory there, but like, did you? Yeah. Like, cause you, you beat the shit out. So of me. is that the route? Like, yeah. like, you know, the second Undertaker Triple H mania match where 
Triple H lost, but it was Undertaker being stretched out at the end. Right. So that kind of set up their, their Hell in a Cell the next week. I would love them to go just back to this. Yeah, please do. And I think I think Mako should should crush Bird Lady and crush Legally Blonde two yeah. weeks separately, and then be like, "Nah, I I want the match. I got the match, the rubber match. This time you're they're not. What, they're tied a piece yeah. now. You caught me with a, um, you caught me with a roll up, and That's I was not the a one champion. That yeah, I, I was the one that walked out. That Turn night. her a little heel. Be like, Yo, do exactly. She, she was getting some. What did Hangman say in that promo just last week, leading up to the pay per view this weekend, where he says like, "You want the feud to end on a roll up? Like you want? Yeah. Do you want to be the so Mako could say you want to be the champion that wins by? She was definitely like baby face at the end here with yeah. her concern look, but in the match, I was getting you know those Moxley vibes. You yeah. know when Moxley's getting a bit too violent and the crowd are like, "Whoa, chill," and stop yeah. no, booing I him l- a bit. Like Mako got a few boos yeah. here when she was just delivering those devastating kicks. Mako is so good; she's we, fantastic. We we did a match, uh, uh, sorry, a match, a paper, uh, a podcast with uh, Karen Peterson just a while ago. It is on our free Poison Rana feed now, where we looked back at the best matches of Io Shirai, and we looked back at Io versus Mako from like star, is it Stardom or Sendai? I mean, it was so good, and like Mako. Versus anyone on the main roster that are some big names like Charlotte, like your Beckys, uh, hell, Trish and Lita are around, like, do it now. Like, just do all the video game dream matches. And if people aren't familiar with her, like, you know, some of us were just a few years ago, they will because she's just awesome. She is, she is so crazy. Some of those kicks, she could mess up half the dudes on the roster. Absolutely. I agree. I'd love to see her move up. She is so good. And yeah, just do it. Like do the EO match. Do any matches you want. Like there's so many dream ones. Unfortunately, Mercedes is just the one we're not going to get. Mm. But that would For be now. good. For now. Man, yeah, Mako Satamora like has has become one of my all time favorites to watch, and I'm so happy that she is on this show because we got to cover it. But now doing this angle and this little wet whistle of like, no, nah, no, nah, do the match again. Give him give him twenty minutes this time. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I want this to be the takeover match. I'm I'm a big fan of Tiffany Stratton. I yeah. think absolutely Me she's too. she's the one who maybe eventually takes it from Roxanne in a few months' time and has her run. But I, I feel like this is the bigger match for the big show. Yeah. Um and it would be a nice maybe send off for Salamora as well. Um overall I, I actually really enjoyed this show this week. I, I thought the main event was excellent stuff i enjoyed the grayson waller effect with sean and gargano um hell the the jailhouse street fight was pretty fun and i'm i'm into the briggs and jensen and chase U stuff so um i i agree with you about the rushed parts especially with kind of the toxic attraction match which maybe could have done just being cut completely and have that main event a tv if you're not putting it on the pay-per-view yeah. have it main event and give it a bit more time uh, but yeah, I, I was for this and, and I think standard liver looks to be their best show they've done for a long time. Absolutely. It looks stacked. I mean, just kind of predicting some of the other matches right now, only two are, I think officially announced, which is, uh, Braun and Mello and Gargano and Waller. I mean, yeah. clearly we're going to, uh, JD Ilya, JD and Ilya, which already that's a stacked card. Those Wesley, three matches. Dragon Lee, perhaps. Wesley, Dragon Lee, the Lee versus Lee. Dream match. Shadamora versus... Rocks. Rocks. Plus a women's tag. Do a women's tag maybe on the pre. Maybe GG and JC is added in there somewhere. Um, I mean, you've got five, six matches there. But honestly, that is a stacked card. I think it looks looks great. I'm I'm really looking forward to it this year. 
Uh, you know what? I, I enjoyed this episode too. It still had some NXT uh, hiccups that are always there, but like there was some fun stuff. Uh, I, I joked that, you know, the jailhouse rock match and stuff, but like that's what I like about wrestling too, as much as, you know, I love the wrestling and I definitely got some wrestling when it came to that six man match and when it came to the uh, main event. But, um, I enjoyed this episode and it got me hyped for like next week and kind of leading into now promoting the build for some of these mm. big matches. But yeah, Stand and Deliver is going to be pretty hype. I'm excited for it. Got quite a bit of feedback this week as well. We do. So quite a few watching the show this week. Hey, join in on the uh, Poison Rana Facebook group. There's a page you can like, but follow to the group because we post up every Tuesday night and we'll read your feedback here. But we also share memes and fun little stuff in that group. But we are on Facebook if that's something you still follow. But that's where I'll also remind you, I know you have Instagram. So go follow at Poison Rana Pod on Instagram because we have like 200 people. And I know there's there's more there's of thousands you of you out there, millions yeah. and millions. But let's go to some feedback here from some of you guys, our up next listeners, from Andrew McDonald, who, who writes in. Shout out Andrew, who's bought tickets for the WrestleMania watch Whoa. party, coming all the way over from Cape Breton to watch Holy WrestleMania crap. with us. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna bring some. What are they drinking, Cape Breton? Some. Uh, I know he likes his polar ice. Don't bring it. Do not for the, bring Screech. What else, What do they have over there? They got some funky stuff in Cape Breton. Cape Cods. I don't yeah. know. What do you got? Andrew McDonald writes in, I love how recent angles have been Shawn Michaels' greatest hits. First, we had JC and Gigi repeat the barbershop window angle. And now we have Roxanne collapsing just like Shawn did after he was hit with an Enzigiri by Owen on Raw. Okay, that's what about the, yeah. the barbershop. One right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Both angles I remember from my childhood, but hopefully someone doesn't lose their smile in the coming weeks. Yeah, that's, that's what what's happened. happening yeah, to Roxy. Yeah, yeah. She's going to lose her smile. She got kicked in the head by Mako that she's going to become more aggressive. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Andrew continues here. Um, maybe an old veteran will come in and the person they're wrestling will oversell their offense. Another country's flag is going up somebody else's nose. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, so let's just do all of... Shawn Michaels' career with... Yeah, with rocks. With, with this, everyone. This, this cast. This cast of characters. <laughs> yeah, what else do you want You've to see? You've got Brett and Sean happening with Waller and Gargano. Yeah. You? Uh, yeah, true. What else? What other greatest... Sean Michaels' greatest hits would you like uh, to see? He's... Someone's got a partner God. Yeah, someone's got a team match. with God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone's got a kick Stan. <laughs> Something got to happen there. Can't remember what else Sean's done. He's done a few things, though. He's done a few. Uh, yeah, thanks, Andrew. We go to Ethan, who says, Good episode tonight. Opener and main event was good. Next week and stand and deliver look good as well. Name idea for Braden and Davey's least favorite wrestler on the back brand, <laughs> Mark Coffee. He must be listening live right now. <laughs> uh, says, The coffee trip, the coffee run, the coffee shop, or you're a Mark. <laughs> All right. Coffee. Why the coffee trip? Do you mean the coffee drip? No, I think coffee trip is in coffee trip. Going on a trip to get a coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> the coffee drop. What did we say? We I swear he, you. Someone asked this. If it was not just Ethan asking us about the coffee. names. Mark Coffee is my favorite wrestler in the world now. Yeah, he's great. The Iron Man. Jo- oh, wait, is that the just other one? behind Joe? Joe Coffee's. The Joe's best. the Iron Man. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ethan. Do you want to continue? Yeah, sure. Frank writes in, Really enjoyable roadblock with a couple of strong matches opening and closing the show. Dijak and Tony D was a really physical fight, and Rox Mako was a hard-hitting struggle, which led into the ending. And the six-man was pretty action-packed as well. Good job of hyping up and making official some big matches for LA with Braun and Mello and Waller and Johnny in the revenge match. 
Poor Brooks. I think Fallon has a crush on him, though. What's with ox- oxygen masks in wrestling? Oh, yeah. They put Roxy in an oxygen yeah. masks. Uh, she's going to bring the tank to stand and deliver. Use it again. To get the win. Mako, yeah. Let's go. Iron Man. 30-minute Iron Woman match. I'd love that. Yeah. Sounds great. We go to Magan, who says, A strong bridge to stand and deliver. Bron versus Melo is set. The Gallus Pretty Deadly segment didn't do much to put either heel team in a babyface light. Dijak D'Angelo was a fun, hardcore-style street fight. Six-man was good. I wasn't expecting an actual finish for GGJC, but at least it's heading to LA. The main event was strong, and the post-match with Roxanne Perez was pretty jarring with the stretcher job until it clicked that it was reminiscent of Sean Owen from 95, the Syracuse incident. Roxanne needs adversity to overcome beyond the dream chaser to champion character, and I bet she'll be an even better performer because of it. Lastly, the Waller HBK promo was strong. I said this two weeks ago that while Dragon Lee did appear tonight, joining wrestling set up to get his payback on the arrogant Aussie. I guess I got that one right. Yeah, I think we were talking about it a few weeks ago that yeah. like, oh, it would make if Sean's not just super kicking him in the match as like the match, it's going to be probably Johnny. That would make sense. And yeah, it, it seems that's the, the way they go. Nostradamus here. Megan seeing the future. Yeah. We go to Sean, who writes in, Good show tonight, though not as good as last week. We got a good physical opener from Tony and Dijak, but where do they go from here? The six-man had some fun moments, but I'm ready for the creeds to move on from Indashir. Speaking of moving on, Braun and Mello did a good job on the mic setting up their match. I was surprised Gigi got a clean win, but the post-match attack from JC signals it isn't over. That said, I thought Gigi looked a step slow tonight. She sees, she needs to step up before Sand and Deliver. Loved NXT connecting the dots and bringing Johnny back to face Waller on behalf of his idol for the revenge. The main event tonight was great. I particularly liked that it went past the usual eight-minute overrun and that Roxanne took a beating from a legend but survived. It strengthens her her tough, scrappy baby face, bonifies her. Uh, as for the post-match angle, I thought it... I thought it sold the beating Roxanne took from Mako, which further sold how hard she has to fight to overcome and win. It also gives Roxanne an obstacle to overcome to face her next opponent and a possible weakness for that opponent to exploit. Good stuff. On to stand and deliver. Yeah. Whew, thank you, Sean. But yeah. You seem to agree with us. Like, yeah. so- solid show this week. Solid show. Certain things definitely hit tonight. Nothing really like stunk up the joint, but there are still some questions involving maybe the tag. Titled mm-hmm. if that will be on the show and yeah, stuff that's like probably that. the weakest thing right now. The men's tag, yeah. I think. But yeah, uh, that was what you guys thought. That's what we thought. That was next. We are up next. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we will be back this Sunday for a new Poison Rana, chatting everything that's going on. Some Raw, some SmackDown, some Dynamite. Will John Moxley go fishing? Survey says no because mm. he's got a match tomorrow night on Dynamite. Who's he facing? Him and Claudio versus Silver and Reynolds. So. All right, okay. And I'm sure there's some other cool. stuff that's announced then as well. Then can he go fishing? Pro- probably not. Never. Yeah. yeah. He'll just cut himself with the, the hooks. <laughs> I mean, he only works once a week, so yeah. you can go fishing. fishing on like, a, how long does fishing take? I don't know. How long does it take to for wounds on your face to heal? Yeah. Well, salt water's good for that. True. Yeah. yeah. yeah salt you, water fishing. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's do it now. No. We go now? No. Although near our house, people have caught big fish. I don't know if you've seen people that. People are falling in as well. I'd be careful. Yeah, yeah. It's windy out there. People are getting stabbed a lot too, so yeah. also be careful. Anyways, yeah. thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening to us. Poiserana.ca for all the, the links to all our stuff, our podcasts on our free feed, our podcasts on our Patreon. We do so many other things. Go check us all out. Join the socials, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod. 
And uh, we hope to, to see you for WrestleMania weekend. And postwrestling.com for everything involving John away, including I think if you, you're a member of their Patreon, you can see their Road Diaries video. Mm. With just, with just, I've seen the, the clip of it, and I can't wait to watch it. So uh, all the stuff on postwrestling.com, of course, with John away and all the updates of all the stuff of wrestling. But thank you guys for listening. And uh, I myself, Brayden Harrington, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at the Bray. D. And I am at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And namaste. Ahoy! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 